This, 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 this is K-U-T. K-U-T. K-U-T, Austin. Stop. All this week we've been exploring evictions in Travis County. In the final part of our series, KUT's Audrey McGlinchey looks at recent policies local elected officials have passed to address evictions and what other cities have done. Tell, tell me kind of the story of the eviction. Yeah, what happened? Um, actually, it started right around the time the kids were released from school before this summer. Anjanette Walker Powell's eviction started because the kids got out of school. When I'm at work and they're here, of course, they want to eat if they're hungry, eat if they're bored, eat, just eat. Anjanette is 28. Her mom died five years ago. She got custody of her four siblings, ages 11 to 15. Anjanette calls herself a sister mom. Her siblings are the kids. At school, the kids got fed breakfast and lunch. But when summer came, suddenly Anjanette had to pay for two more meals a day. Things were already tight. Anjanette brought home about $1,600 a month from her job at a senior care center, plus social security for each of the kids. Rent was almost $900. Food consumed the rest of her budget and her thoughts. Do we eat sandwiches? Do we eat hot dogs for 60 cents, a, you know, for eight pack? You know, do we do personalized pieces that are a dollar a piece? You know what I mean? Something I think of every day when I wake up, honestly. What are the kids going to eat tonight? Anjanette lives in public housing. She pays about 30% of her income towards rent. After the kids got out of school, she couldn't afford June's rent, and she couldn't afford July's. And by the second month, she had an eviction filed against her. Anjanette headed to court. She sat in a wooden chair in a Travis County courtroom downtown waiting her turn and racking her brain. Trying to think of any way I can kind of buy more time or anything, you know what I mean? But I didn't think think I'd have a chance. I just thought we were going to be next. The judge called her case. She took her seat at one of the tables. He just simply asked me, what's going on? What, how did we get to this point? The kids, groceries, gas to get to work. This is where the money goes. She owed nearly $1,900 in rent. He asked me if I, I felt like I could come up with the money. The judge gave her five days. Her property manager agreed. I, I think I can do it. You give me those days. I think I can come up with the money. For that to go towards the tenant eviction prevention program. Earlier this month, Austin City Council members moved some money in the budget to go to tenants facing eviction. $75,000 will pay to help tenants through the legal process. Landlords worry this will just slow down evictions. Other cities have bigger programs. Philadelphia recently put half a million dollars towards legal and financial help to renters facing eviction. In New York City eviction court, every low-income renter gets legal representation. At least one study suggests this can lower the rate at which families are evicted. But judges will tell you the majority of cases are people who can no longer afford their rent. Something unexpected has happened. The money's gone somewhere other than towards the rent. There's no legal way around that. Anjanette stands in her kitchen in front of a crowded stove. It's a Thursday night. She's frying fish, steaming vegetables, and cooking mashed potatoes from a box. Do you like cooking? I don't. I do not enjoy cooking at all. I don't. But I kind of have to. (laughs) When she's done, Anjanette's four siblings line up to make their plates. Everyone moves to the living room to eat. Laughter bounces off the tile floor. LaFace, the 13-year-old, says he's so good at sports he's going to be rich when he gets older. But don't worry, he'll divvy up the wealth. He jokes that he'll hire his sister as a live-in maid. Listen, you can live with him. You don't have to pay anything. He'll probably buy you a car. He 
getting good salary? He said he already doing both of those. Wait, how you doing all that? You promised me a house and stuff. After the judge gave her five days to come up with the rent money, Anjanette got creative. She took out a $300 loan. And then I had 587 in my savings. She borrowed 300 from a friend, but she was still short, so she called her grandparents. It was the most embarrassing conversation you could have. If you've ever asked someone for money, you get this. Ever since I got the kids, they just kind of put me on this pedestal. I mean, and to have to go to them and say, hey, you know what I mean? I just went to court for eviction, you know what I mean? It, it's not easy, but I had to think of the kids. Anjanette's grandparents gave her what she needed. She brought the money to the property manager. I took the took the money over to the to the office and I think I saw my manager like drop a tear when I brought it in there. Anjanette talks about paying her rent and avoiding eviction the way athletes talk about a shot that won them the big game. I saw me doing it. I envisioned me taking the money order in there, but I didn't actually believe I could do it. I didn't I didn't think we'd get it done. Reporting this series, I've seen how evictions affect people's lives. It sends some families far from their jobs. Some end up homeless. In some cases, evictions deepen the cycle of poverty. Last year, 4,400 families were evicted from their homes in Travis County. Right now, we're on track to exceed last year's total. The city of Austin spends millions on services for the homeless. In New York City, an analysis found that giving people legal help in eviction cases and keeping them in their homes would save that city hundreds of millions of dollars. Researchers and elected officials say we need better data and we need to know who is being evicted to better understand exactly what's going on and whether there's anything that can be done to help more people avoid eviction in the first place. Audrey McGlinchey, KUT News.